You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today, we are going to take a question from one of you. So here we go. How can a spouse learn to be more empathetic when they were not shown empathy growing up? All right. So we have three responses to this. We're going to start with number one, which is, and this might sound basic if you know empathy well and you know how to show empathy, but this is the number one response. Try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Um, and really that's, that's what empathy is. Um, it's trying to really understand and feel what the other person is feeling. So you might be thinking like, well, I just don't want to put myself in their shoes that, you know, their shoes are too big (laughs) or too small or whatever. But, um, I think we have to lay aside that I just don't want to sort of attitude because when you are in a marriage or even friendship for that matter, um, when you're in, when you're married, God calls us to love, and you know it's really interesting if you understand the the biblical languages. Greek has abstract terms, but Hebrew, which a lot of the Bible is written in and talks about love in in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, uh, there is no abstract term that there are no abstract terms in Hebrew. So when we talk about love, you can't talk about it aside from loving or doing something to someone so Mm -hmm. loving is an action yeah so when it talks about you know loving part of loving would be empathy and empathy is simply trying to understand someone else and really feeling that with them i'm actually working with a client on this right now and one thing that helped her a lot to empathize with her husband was rather than saying like well you must feel because that's a common um stem that you'll give people to to try to empathize like you must feel blank well that wasn't working for her so instead of that Mm -hmm. she actually said like she closed her eyes and she said okay if i were you and this happened to me here's what I'm feeling right now as I experience that in my head. And so you actually envision that in your mind's eye and literally go to that place where imagining it happening to you, maybe with different people involved that, you know, whatever the situation is and going, man, man, that would stink really bad. And that would feel, which brings us to our next point, Mm -hmm. which is number two, expand your emotional vocabulary, expand your emotional repertoire. So instead of just like, that would feel good, that would feel bad, that would be sad. Um, 
you know, happy, sad. Those are like the common vocab, uh, emotional vocabulary words, but expand that and learn new vocabulary words. Here's why. Cause if everything is happy, sad, angry, um, you don't have a lot to go from. So you're either feeling angry, happy, or sad. When you so might not feel any of them. You those. might just feel a little bit melancholy <laughs> to yeah. use an emotional word. You might be feeling, you know, there's so much more to go from or a little bit down or maybe not sad, but just down or it's been a slow day. Maybe you're a little bit bored, yeah. but you're not sad. Maybe you're so, at peace or you're feeling anxious um, or disappointed. That's different than sad. Yeah. Disappointed. Frustrated is different from. So if yeah. we have more options to pick from, we can sometimes separate um, how we're feeling about ourself uh, from how we're feeling about our spouse. Mm-hmm. So, or we could separate, you know, because, you know, say something happened at work um, that's really difficult and, and I only have a couple of words to describe it. So I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling a down, right? There's no other word for it. Then you come home and you continue feeling down. Your wife makes you feel down, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you don't have much to work from. So what we're saying is kind of opening up your emotional vocabulary will give you words to kind of separate. This is how I'm feeling about my marriage, or this is how I'm feeling about myself. This is how I'm feeling about my, my job. And they're not all mingled. Right. And, and you can get really practical with this. Um, we actually printed, an emoji chart and put it on our fridge so that we can start learning vocabulary words with our kids rather than just happy and sad. Um, so you can do that. You can just search for like a emotion chart with yeah. the faces on it. We actually had a magnet, um, on our coffee table in the office when we had clients in person rather than just online. And so sometimes I would literally pull the magnet and just say, here's a chart. Like what, what word from that makes sense for you? So expand that. Yeah, For me, I remember that my go-to word was like frustrated. Mm -hmm. Right. And really when I looked inside, it wasn't that I was feeling frustrated as much as I was feeling overwhelmed. Like there wasn't enough Adam to go around to fix all the things or do all the things that needed to be done. And frustration could be toward my wife, but overwhelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed at my wife, Mm -hmm. but if it was just frustration that I was using as my identifier, as my emotion, then she could easily be lumped into that. Sure. So that's just the danger, but also the help is, okay, no, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. It's not really frustration. So then I could keep my wife out of my frustration and just feel, okay, overwhelmed. I can start to deal with that. Yep. You know, so that's, that's how I, you know, the progression of my understanding of myself. You might also try to identify the right emotion by thinking of reasons why they're feeling that way. Um, we use a method called because, because, because. Yeah, this is super good. And so, you know, like you could say, ah, I could see why you feel blank. So, you know, frustrated or overwhelmed or stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, Stress is an umbrella word too, by the way, you could think of, you know, emotions underneath that. But um, I could see why you feel this way because, and give them three reasons, you know, and they're going to really feel heard and understood if you can give them those three becauses. So that's like a kind of a bonus tip there under uh, expanding the emotional vocabulary. All right. Number three, Remember that empathy is actually what God has called you to in your marriage. Yes. So 
remember that it's mutual giving. It's yeah. mutual servanthood. It's not like wait for the other person to do what you need them to do before you do it. Because yeah. sometimes we wait to feel empathy before we actually ex- do empathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to feel empathetic before, because you know, you've hurt me so much and I just, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to give you anything right now or try to go on your side of the the fence to look at what you're looking at. Um, I think love is a Remember we talked about being in action. Yeah. So step over there, step yeah. over to the other side or like their side, the way they're seeing it. And that would be love. Just, yeah. it doesn't even mean that you, this is where people get stuck here. People feel like, well, if I do that, I have to understand or like I'm admitting that they're right. Mm. You're not. Right. It's just the willingness to go over there mm-hmm. to look at what, what they have to say or feel what they're feeling will give you better insight of how to move forward in love and in and doing that is love. And there are a couple of scripture. There's so many scriptures on this, but a couple that we pulled up uh, Romans 12, 15 talks about being happy with those who are happy and weeping with those who weep. So even if you're not feeling weepy or you're not, uh, you know, mourning, it's, it, we're called to do that with our, remember your spouse is also your brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you're called to come alongside them and rejoice with them or weep with them, mourn with mm-hmm. them. Um, Galatians six verse two says, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. That's actually obedience to God's word mm-hmm. when you can come alongside them and share in their burden with them. Mm-hmm. So you might not be able to physically do anything to help them by the way you don't need to put on the fix it hat, the fix it cap necessarily in order to show empathy. Um, oftentimes it's not putting on that fix it cap. Mm-hmm. It's just saying, wow, wow, that feeling is blank and fill in the blank that, that, that must be really horrible. Mm-hmm. Or if I were in your shoes, I don't, I don't know how I could handle that. Cause that would be really blank. And, um, and so just being able to share that burden, we're called mm-hmm. to that. And it, the first verse too, being able to share the happiness. Are yeah. you able to share happiness? Mm-hmm. Are you like what some people can't really be happy with their spouse, but they can be frustrated with their spouse, yeah. you know, like, or, you know, feel the empathy there, like frustrated at like somebody mistreated him. So I'm angry, but they're, they shut off their emotions when it comes to happiness True. or vice versa. Be able like, to celebrate. Yeah. Be able, like, so yeah. Where are you able to kind of feel the emotions with your spouse? That would be a really interesting place to start. Yeah. Um, and then be asking yourself where did, you know, like maybe there was an absence of one part of, of these, these emotions, but were there other places that you learned in your childhood to experience with that other person? Like, oh, we could have fun, but we couldn't talk about hard things. Mm-hmm. So you are able to experience some emotions, yeah. but maybe in this area or this part of your, your relationship, you don't. So just some things to think about. Um, This isn't like a complete rundown of all the aspects of empathy, but it's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. So take action. Yes. And if you are watching this on YouTube and you want to stay in the loop of future videos and ask questions that ask episodes that we do, then um, go ahead and like, subscribe, turn the alerts on and you'll stay in the loop. If you want to ask your own question, you could click the link in the description to go to SpeakPipe and record your own question. Have a good one.
Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.